Hello, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, a certified nutritional practitioner and health coach, PCOS fighter, and creator of PCOS Breakthrough, and your host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. So today's episode is all about periods. Periods was a topic that really scared me for a long time. Um, I had my first period quite late. I was really confused. I was really angry. I didn't understand why I had to have this every month. I didn't really know why um, and how to deal with it. I didn't I didn't really confide in anybody. I wanted to keep it a secret and was just really un- uncomfortable and embarrassed about it. I remember when my dog um, first got her period and there was blood on the floor and it was freaking me out and I refused to do anything. Um, my parents had to go buy her a uh, diaper to wear. And um, yeah, it was just a really scary experience for me. And I was just really uncomfortable with the whole thing until I realized that uh, periods are really important for your health and they're a good indicator of your health and what's going on. So now I basically appreciate them a lot more, especially when you have PCOS and you go for long periods of time without a period, um, you do realize that it is important to have one. So I had quite a journey with mine, but um, it's very empowering to understand how the body works now and why you have a period and how to read yours as well to see what's going on in the body and how you can support it. So basically, periods are an indicator of your overall health. It's like a monthly report card, and they should come at least every 35 days. Usually, it's around 28, but everyone's different, and it shouldn't be painful. You shouldn't have symptoms. It should be usually bright cranberry red color, and it should be about five to seven days long. And so with regular cycles and regular ovulation, you produce estrogen. So this supports mood as it stimulates serotonin, oxytocin, and dopamine, and progesterone, which is calming and soothing as it stimulates GABA. And these are also important for healthy bones, weight loss, thyroid function, blood sugar balance, and hair and skin health. So many women take the birth control pill to help with symptoms like cramping and heavy bleeding. And this can help, but it's not underlying the real cause as to why you're having this. And there are some things to take into account and know about birth control. So synthetic hormones uh, really suppress ovarian function and they force a withdrawal bleed, which is not a period. So these synthetic hormones aren't like our natural hormones and they can increase the risk of blood clotting. They can deplete B vitamins, zinc, damage our gut bacteria, Um, also affect bone health, they can promote sugar cravings, decrease muscle synthesis, um, promote cellulite, and also promote fat deposit on hips and thighs, uh, increases hair loss, which is pretty common, and reduce libido, Uh, can also increase the rate of depression, and deplete antioxidants that protect your eggs, as well as increased testosterone uptake, which can make your androgenic symptoms worse. So if you're experiencing things like hirsutism, head hair loss, or acne, it could potentially get worse with the pill. And just a note for women with PCOS, they're also more than twice um, likely to increase the risk of blood clots going on birth control. And so when you do go off birth control, um, many women find that they 
lose their period. And this can happen quite frequently. So if you had a regular period before going on the pill, it could take up to three months to get your period back. And if you've never had a regular period, then it could take up to six months. And lots of women get frustrated by this and don't understand. Um, this can also come into when there's misdiagnosis of PCOS. Um, if you're just going off the pill and you don't have a period, you really want to investigate why and what's going on. So why might your period go missing? So lots of different reasons. Obviously PCOS, um, not enough macronutrients, hypothalamic amenorrhea. So this is a diagnosis of elimination after the pill. So when the suppressing effects of the pill last longer, as I mentioned, and this is common with girls who start the pill at a young age. Other reasons include excess exercise and celiac disease. So with the post-pill amenorrhea, which is not the same as PCOS, um, you have a lack of ovulation after stopping the pill. This is common for women who've never had a real period and they went straight on the birth control, so they never really trained their body to ovulate. And this can persist long after the pill has been stopped. So who gets painful periods and what causes them? Painful periods, also known as dysmenorrhea, are very common, affecting more than 50% of menstruating women today. So symptoms like cramping, aching pain in the lower belly area, this can go to the back and down the legs, fatigue, um, vomiting, nausea, diarrhea, lower backache, headache, dizziness, nervousness, irritability, mood swings. Um, and dysmenorrhea is divided into two types, primary and secondary. So secondary means that cramps are due to some sort of identifiable problem in the uterus. So something like fibroids, infections, cysts, or endometriosis. So the cause of the pain can be identified with testing or a pelvic examination. And primary dysmenorrhea means there's menstrual pain without any identifiable uterine problem. So it usually starts within six months of your first period and it begins just before your period. It can feel like cramping in the lower belly area or in the back. And some women can also feel nauseous or vomit from the pain. And there are no abnormal findings from testings or in pelvic examination. And so what causes cramping? Painful period cramps are thought to be caused by an increased production of pro-inflammatory and pro-spasmodic chemicals or hormone-like factors in the muscular lining of the uterus. So these chemicals are called prostaglandins, and women with high amounts of prostaglandins have worse period symptoms. These chemicals are important, but when they become overproduced, this can become a problem. So prostaglandins can help with stimulating ovulation, making sure your uterus contracts, um, and also induces labor and stimulates uterine contraction during labor. So they are important, but it really depends what type and in what dose they're being produced. So what can make periods worse and promote prostaglandins? Things like inflammatory foods, dairy, gluten, sugar, hydrogenated oils, um, deficiency of micronutrients, stress. So stress elevates cortisol with which disrupts blood sugar and ovulation, and it also lowers progesterone. Excess exercise, low progesterone, excess estrogen, iron deficiency, and high insulin can all make periods worse. 
Another thing would be toxins. So this is a big problem in our world today where we are constantly being bombarded by pollution outside, by chemicals, by beauty products, by herbicides, pesticides, all of that. Um, and then plastics and xenoestrogens. These disrupt healthy hormone balance and increase the likelihood of symptoms like heavy periods. Um, to detox estrogen effectively, your liver needs really good nutrition. It needs adequate supply of folate, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, zinc, selenium, and amino acids like glycine, methionine, and healthy gut bacteria to be able to eliminate properly. And there is also a problem if you aren't properly eliminating through the bowels or detoxing through the liver, um, you can be reabsorbing this estrogen that needs to be eliminated through the gut wall if you aren't having proper bowel movements, if you're suffering from constipation, and with the good gut bacteria, which also enables you to eliminate properly, this can be depleted by medications and birth control, so you want to take that into account. And this process, so the detoxification process, is also strongly impaired by alcohol. So if you're drinking a lot and regularly, then this can also affect your PMS symptoms. And heavy periods can also be a sign of progesterone deficiency and estrogen excess. So this really comes, um, really links to the toxins as well, because if you're getting an overload of estrogen from the toxins and the food you're eating and you're not able to detoxify pro properly, then you can have excess estrogen and definitely increase your symptoms and really make your hormonal imbalances worse. You also want to make sure that you are testing your thyroid if you have things like anovulation, irregular cycles, PMS, low libido, or infertility. Uh, the thyroid is very much linked, so you definitely want to be testing for TSH, free T3, free T4, and TT. TGG and TPO. So you really want to be going for the complete thyroid panel and checking if your thyroid levels are normal. And even better, optimal. You always want to be looking for the optimal ranges. Um, so make sure that you are doing the proper testing. So another question that I just had to address is, why do you have to poop more during your period? So if you're female and you've had periods, you probably have notice that sometimes you have to go more or you have more loose stools and this can be a sign of too many prostaglandins um, as they affect the uterine muscles but also muscles in the intestines to contract. So these are the chemical hormone-like factors that can really increase inflammation and make PMS worse and then it could also affect your bowels. And what about the solution? So what can we do after all of this? How can we reduce PMS, heavy bleeding, cramping, and how do we start regulating our cycles? So the first thing that you really want to do is increase anti-inflammatory foods in your diet. So as we mentioned with the prostaglandins, these are highly inflammatory, and we really want to decrease the circulating amount of inflammation in the body because this really contributes to PMS and menstrual pain. So what can you do? You can definitely incorporate lots of plant foods. So lots of leafy greens, lots of colorful vegetables. You can incorporate ginger, really great in smoothies, ginger tea. You can put that in your stir fries. It's really gonna help with pain as well. Turmeric, you can put into curries, um, put into smoothies, have a turmeric latte, super anti-inflammatory. 
you want to increase omega-3 fatty acids. So these are really potent anti-inflammatories as well. They help regulate hormones and ovulation. They increase blood flow and cervical mucus in reproductive organs. And some really good sources are from fatty fish like salmon, um, trout, oysters, mussels, mackerel, sardines. Um, other sources as well include walnuts and flax seeds, or you can get a good quality fish oil or an algae oil. And another thing about omega-3 fatty acids is that they compete with omega-6 fatty acids, which are usually really high in our diet. Um, and they compete for the same binding site what's on what's called the COX-1 enzyme. So this is an enzyme that takes your omega-6s and converts them into prostaglandins, which we don't want. So omega-3s can be really highly beneficial for period cramping and for muscle cramping and can really help reduce the conversion into prostaglandins. So obviously following the increase of anti-inflammatory foods, we want to decrease the inflammatory foods. So things like reducing your intake of red meat and incorporating more plant-based protein in your diet, as well as avoiding dairy and gluten can be really beneficial. So looking for nut milk alternatives instead of cow's milk. Um, cow's milk contains A2 casein and often synthetic hormones, often from cows fed with GMO corn and soy. And red meat and dairy products also contain arachidonic acid, which brings about the overproduction of prostaglandins. So avoiding both of these will help reduce the production of prostaglandins and really help reduce inflammation. Reducing caffeine, so switching to green tea instead and herbal teas. So especially coffee, but if you feel like you're really having a hard time getting off of caffeine, then switching to something like green tea is going to be a lot better, and then you can switch to herbal teas. Reducing sugar, so it worsens insulin resistance, it triggers inflammation. Um, this doesn't include starches and fruit. These are healthy foods to have in your diet, but I'm talking about the processed foods, the refined sugars, all of that. Um, these starch and fruit, they have good sugar and they're broken down slower in the intestines and they have lots of fiber and antioxidants. So you want to replace all the white refined flour, the baked goods, and you want to replace that with whole grains instead, which comes to balancing your blood sugar. So imbalanced blood sugar is associated with infertility, um, diabetes. Um, it's really a problem in PCOS with insulin resistance and which can trigger all sorts of problems. Um, so that's a really important thing to do is balancing your blood sugar. This can be done many ways, especially with um, diet. So lots of women are getting prescribed drugs like McFormin, but there are ways that you can definitely go about this through your diet and with herbal supplements and vitamins and minerals. So you definitely want to substitute sugar for fruit or stevia, monk fruit, um, small amounts of honey and maple syrup. You want to eliminate, like I said, the refined foods, the processed carbs. You want to go for the more complex carbs, the low GI foods, and avoid gluten and dairy, which have also been shown to spike insulin. And you definitely want to include healthy fats and protein uh, during your meals so that you help balance the blood sugar levels. Another thing would be to eliminate trans fats. So trans fats come from industrial processed fat, and they're known to increase the bad cholesterol and decrease the good cholesterol. They're 
often GMO, treated with chemicals and heats, and this damages the oils and causes oxidation. So most trans fat comes from partially hydrogenated oils, and these can be found in things like vegetable oil, margarine, sunflower oil, corn, safflower, soybean oil, and canola. So you definitely want to stay away from those ones. And commercially prepared baked goods, so these are usually going to contain a lot of those. Um, things like potato and corn products, crackers, microwave popcorn, just all of the processed foods and deep fried foods you definitely want to be careful with. And you want to opt for oils instead, like coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil, things like that. So for menstrual cramping, something that can be really helpful is heat and castor oil packs. So it can be used externally on the lower belly area with a hot water bottle. And this way, the oil is absorbed through the skin into the lymphatic system to provide a calming and soothing, detoxifying effect. And these castor oil packs can be applied daily for about 30 minutes when cramps strike, and they definitely can be helpful for lowering pain. Acupuncture has also been demonstrated to help, uh, really effective for menstrual cramps. Uh, cramps represent stagnation of blood along the liver meridian, and this is associated with PMS symptoms such as irritability or low mood, so this can definitely help relieve that. So stress reduction is another one I cannot stop stressing about. It's no pun intended. So chronic stress raises cortisol. It lowers progesterone. It messes up our blood sugar. It disrupts ovulation. Uh, research has shown that women with high levels of stress around ovulation have a harder time getting pregnant, and they also um, can have a harder time ovulating and also be more prone to irregular menstrual cycles. So you definitely want to practice stress management every day. I don't think anybody doesn't have stress anymore. So schedule in something fun whenever you can. Get outside. Have a bedtime routine. Avoid staying up late. Um, eat well. And really do things that just help relax you and, and just change your environment. If you're in a stressed out place, if you need to go outside, just adopt something that really gets you out of that space where you feel really stressed and frustrated and do something that's calming. I really like having a bedtime routine, um, just having a book. So really turning off your electronics at least an hour before bed can be really helpful. And there are also lots of things you can do supplement-wise and herbs, um, things like valerian, it's really calming. Passion flower, those are great teas that you can have that are really going to be helpful. Or chamomile is really calming as well. And going on to supplements, what kind of supplements are effective for regulating your cycle or with heavy periods or just PMS symptoms in general? So the first one would be maca. I've definitely taken this for really helping with my hormonal imbalances and my PCOS and getting my period back on track. Um, it's an adaptogen and a root vegetable. It's a hormone balancer. It increases libido. It boosts fertility. It supports healthy ovulation. It helps with energy. It's rich in vitamins and minerals and amino acids. Um, and for treating infertility, you want to be looking for the red maca. It's most effective for women coming off the pill in perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, and also after having a baby. Just want to be careful if you're allergic to iodine or have Hashimoto's as it does have iodine in it. Uh, just want to check that out before you take it. 
but I've definitely seen it help me with my hormone imbalances and help get my period back. And another one that really was helpful as well was red raspberry leaf. So I literally just buy the red raspberry leaf in tea form and I steep it overnight and then I drink it the next day. And that was really helpful for really coaxing um, back my period and ovulating again. So it has a high vitamin and mineral content. It eases symptoms like PMS. It's a uterine tonic, uh, tie in iron. It helps reduce heavy bleeds and it regulates the cycle. So I'm a really big fan of it. Um, I just have that. I had that regularly for a few months, which really helped get my period back. And um, I sometimes have it every once in a while. Another one would be magnesium bisglycinate. So this is really common deficiency. It helps calm the nervous system, helps with sleep, um, and improves insulin and leptin and thyroid function. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's really essential for estrogen and progesterone function. And it has been shown to be more effective than placebo in positively helping lower prostaglandins and easing menstrual cramps. So it's really gonna be helpful for any of those PMS symptoms. And I do believe that many of us are deficient just because of the quality of our soil now and our diet um, and the stress as well as magnesium is depleted excessively with stress. So definitely recommend looking into that. Vitex is another one that's commonly prescribed for period problems, especially disappearing periods. Uh, the only thing is to note with PCOS, um, it does increase luteinizing hormone, which is usually high in PCOS, so it can worsen PCOS. So you really want to be careful with that. Um, it can be a really good option for post-pilomenorrhea and really coax the ovaries to ovulate again. And you usually want to do pulse dosing, so for a few days on and then come off it and take a break. Um, but definitely talk to your practitioner about that. Curcumin, so curcumin is the active component in turmeric. So if you're using turmeric for cooking, that's great. But if you're looking really for the therapeutic effects and for higher doses, then you really want to look for a supplement with curcumin because this is going to be a lot more potent and just a lot more therapeutic in the body. So it's super anti-inflammatory, antidepressant. It modulates serotonin levels. It's found to be more effective actually for depression than Prozac. There are some studies done. And it's usually used for so many different inflammatory conditions like arthritis, and joint pain, inflammation, and has been shown to be very effective for any menstrual pain and things like that. So you can either take it in um, food form. So like I said, but if you definitely are having a lot of problems with your period and PMS and a lot of cramping, then I definitely look into taking a, a good quality supplement of curcumin. So just a question I want to address is about long cycles. So long cycles can be due to an ovulatory cycle, so you're not ovulating, or long follicular phases. Um, it can be due to stress, PCOS, dieting, thyroid disease, so emotional or physical stress, it can be illness, trauma, surgery. These are all common reasons to miss a period or two. And it happens because your hypothalamus, which is the command center of your hormones, decides that it's not a good time to ovulate because it's a difficult time, it's dangerous, and it's not the ideal time to have a baby. So this is when it shuts down ovulation. And when this effect becomes chronic, it's called functional hypothalamic amenorrhea. So things you can do is definitely be conscious of what's going on in your body. So I really encourage people to do BBT charting, so body basal temperature charting. So you just get um, a thermometer and usually 
orally is the easiest and the best way to do that in the morning. So you want to be having the thermometer with the two digits after the the dot. And then, yeah, you want to be taking your temperature in the morning. So as soon as you wake up, you don't want to move too much. Just take your temperature and write it down. And then you want to track every day and see if you're seeing a spike or not and see if you are ovulating. Um, there's some really great resources out there about this. There's some great apps. Uh, I really like Flow Living. Um, Kidera is a really good one for tracking your your cycle. Glow is a good one as well, and that really makes it easy. And you can also, there's a really good book. It's called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. So that really goes into detail about everything about your period and how to do BBT charting um, and really read your body. Another way I really encourage really combining these two is the BBT and really observing your cervical fluid because this is going to change um, regarding if you're ovulating or not and what phase you are in your cycle. And then stress management would be obviously a really important one because this is very much linked to your cycle. Um, really checking your hormones. Is your progesterone low? Is your estrogen really high or low? So you really want to be checking those. And for me, when I was having trouble with this, uh, the main ones that were really helpful were blood sugar balancing, so with my nutrition and inositol, as well as raspberry leaf um, and maca. Those two are really important and really helped me with my cycle and regulating it. So another thing to be aware of is choosing your period products. So lots of the mainstream regular tampons can actually make cramps worse because of the toxins and the chemicals. Um, they can also increase the chance of irritation and infection. So I really recommend switching to an organic old cotton, no chemicals included brand. There's a lot out there now and they're getting a lot easier to find um, because it's just really concerning about the regular tampons um, with the unknown ingredients as well as the pesticide that can be in the cotton and it's just not something that you want inside your body. So definitely being aware and switching to alternative products and a diva cup is something that you can definitely look into as well um, and that's something that you can use long term. You just need to buy it once and it's a lot better for the environment and for your health. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you learned something new and I hope that you were able to go away with some tips that you can implement today so i definitely think i will be doing another period episode just because it's so complex there's so much to talk about so if you do have any questions send them my way i will address them for sure otherwise i hope you did enjoy the episode if you did i would really appreciate a rating or review on itunes otherwise i'll see you on the next episode and i hope you guys have a good day bye